Well, welcome to this week's Energy Show. Uh, unfortunately, the solar industry is now in a world of hurt. Tariffs that are going to double the price of solar panels are almost inevitable. And President Trump is going to make the final decision. He wants to support U.S. manufacturing. I understand that. That makes sense. He's also called for tariffs on Chinese manufactured products. And he's a supporter of the old fossil fuel industry, not the new solar and wind industry. So because of these dynamics, I fully expect that at the White House, they're going to implement these tariffs with no consideration for the harm that it's going to cause to the rest of the solar industry. So it's kind of like buckle up and get prepared. So quick background here. There's two U.S. solar cell and panel manufacturers, Seneva and SolarWorld, that went bankrupt earlier this year. They filed a lawsuit in May with the International Trade Commission to relieve them from foreign imports of solar cells and solar panels. This is an ITC trade action. And the remedy that they asked for is a tariff of 40 cents a watt on solar cells and a 78 cent minimum price. Now, you know, a typical 300 watt average solar panel, a 40 cent tariff adds up to $120 at the wholesale level. It's going to be probably closer to 150 to 200 by the time it filters through the channel and sales taxes and everything are paid. So that's pretty painful. Now, the International Trade Commission, or ITC, is going to make their final recommendation to Trump on November 13th. And then President Trump has until January or later, he's got 60 days, but usually it takes longer, to make a final decision as to what kind of penalties to put in place. And the most likely result is a tariff that we talked about, 40 cents a watt. That's going to double the wholesale price of solar panels. So here's the current situation. We know the tariffs are coming. Almost all the solar panels that are used in the U.S. are imported because they're cheaper made overseas, like our shoes, like our TVs, like our cell phones. And all, almost all solar cells are also imported. Solar cells are little semiconductor wafers that are, that are processed. They're just cranked out in these factories overseas. We don't make that stuff in the U.S. anymore, just like our computers and our phones. So the, the, the dilemma is, this is the problem that we're facing right now. The manufacturers of solar panels and the manufacturers of solar cells know that a tariff's coming, but they don't know what the price is going to be, and they don't know exactly when the tariff's going to hit, and they don't know if there's going to be other things that are, that are done, like a minimum price. So basically, they've backed off on shipping product to the U.S. So you know, here's the situation. So if the solar panels right now sell for about $200, the tariffs are going to increase that price to maybe three or 400 Now, the reality is since all this stuff is made overseas and it's all shipped to us by boat, it takes one to two months from when an order is placed, let's say, you know, here at Cinnamon Solar, we would order a few containers of solar panels. It'll take two months or so for those panels to leave the port in China, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, and to, to get to the U.S. and kind of to get through customs. So the situation is since these manufacturers and we don't know what the price is going to be when these panels arrive in November or later, because that's just two months away, the panels have stopped shipping to the U.S. Nobody's really shipping any more panels to the U.S. That's right. There's no more shipments of solar panels that are coming to the U.S. in any quantity, you know, until sometime next year. So, you know, there's no more panels on the boats because nobody knows what they're going to cost when they get here. So that means that there's less supply of solar panels. And what's happened, the companies have known about this. The big companies have gobbled up almost everything that's left. So basically, most common solar panels are no longer available. And what is remaining has gone up in price. The biggest utility scales installers have seen their project pipeline for 2018 disappear. These are companies that are putting in humongous systems, you know, 10, 20, 30 um, megawatts. They can't sign any new deals because they don't know what the price is going to be. And the commercial installations have also slowed down. So what does it mean for residential installations? Well, the kind of residential installations that I do, Cinnamon Solar, we usually work on a 30 to 60 day time frame. So we're really still chugging along. Most installers have 
a few weeks or a month of inventory. They know what jobs they're going to do next month. They order the product for it. And I check inventory from distributors regularly. What I found just over the last few weeks is there's almost no inventory of the most popular, most cost-effective panels. And what's left has already gone way up in price. So when that inventory is gone, because it's going to get gobbled up, because customers don't want these products, the residential roofing business is going to slow down, just like the utility business and the commercial business slowed down. So I'm getting, that's the background. I'm getting lots of questions from homeowners and, you know, lots of questions from people in the solar industry that are kind of just hoping that this thing's a bad nightmare. It's going to go away when we wake up. But guess what? We're awake and this is, this is reality. So I'm just going to kind of go through some of the questions and, and you know, answer them in, in my inimitable way about, you know, what I think is going to happen. All right. First, aren't there any U.S. manufacturers of solar panels and cells? Well, the, yes. The answer is yes. There are two companies in the U.S. that are making solar cells in any kind of reasonable quantity. I mean, these aren't like prototype lines. These are 10, you know, 100, hundreds of megawatts. Those two companies were Cineva and Solar World, but they both went bankrupt. So there, there's now no U.S. suppliers of solar cells in any quantity. Now, there's a bunch of solar panel assembly plants using imported cells, and we've been really happy with panels that we've been getting for the past few years from a company called Oxen in San Jose, and they buy their cells from Asia, you know, Taiwan or something, and it's manufactured in San Jose. And there's other companies like Seraphim in Mississippi that also buy solar cells from Asia, and they're doing production, and their quality is great. But there's no real manufacturers of cells left in the U.S. Okay. Next question people ask is, all right, well, how does the quality compare between U.S. and foreign manufacturers? Well, candidly, I think in general, the overseas producers generally have higher quality. And the reason is very simple. They have newer production plants. They have much greater production volume. These plants are fully automated. There's almost no people. There's just robots. So everything's made to very, very uniform standards. And, and kind of the only variation is what are the ingredients that go in? Where do they get their glass? Where do they get their cells? How is that processed? The smaller manufacturers, like most of them in the U.S., have fewer robots and more people. So there's kind of more manual work. There's more training. It's, it's easier to train a robot to do things repeatedly, you know, 24 hours a day than to train a human, you know, to train three different shifts of human beings to do that. So as a result, the production isn't quite as uniform. But the products are still great. We've had great experience. Okay, next question. What's the current status of this U.S. solar panel industry? Well, I mentioned there's, there's really two parts of the industry. There's the solar cell manufacturing side, and there's the solar panel assembly side. The solar panel assemblers like Seraphim and Oxen, they buy cells in glass and frames and back sheets and junction boxes, and they have factories that assemble it. The solar cell manufacturing business, that's kind of like semiconductors. You get wafers, which are just raw silicon wafers, and there's a lot of processing, very clean room, very robotic-intensive processing, very expensive. So when it comes to the solar cell manufacturing, which Suniva used to do and Solar World used to do until they kind of stopped, it takes several billion dollars to build a plant and at least two years to, to build a plant. You've got to find a location, get the permits, order the equipment, get it installed, start producing in production. It takes a long time. And the equipment also has to be new to achieve the lowest cost because right now we're looking at really high efficiency panels that are 320, 330 watts per panel. And that requires the latest and greatest equipment. And that's expensive. So the people who are looking at investing in the U.S., they're not sure what's going to happen with the U.S. market in, in two or three years after these tariffs expire. Not making any investments. They don't know if they invest $2 billion and it takes two years to get the plan up and running. Are they going to really have an advantage two or three years from now? Or, you know, is the situation going to revert to the way it is right now? So it's not likely that companies are willing to make a big investment in the U.S. market right now because there's so much uncertainty. You know, at Solar World and Cineva, they have plans, but they're going to probably use a billion dollars to be competitive with the newest type of cells. 
Solar panel assembly is a lot less capital intensive, but you still need scale. Okay, another question. What can we do to rebuild U.S. solar panel manufacturing? I'd love to see it. And, you know, we've been supporting companies like Oxen. There's a great article recently in Green Tech Media. They had a bunch of recommendations. Support domestic products with tiered investments. Expand federal targets for renewable procurement. In other words, you know, have the government buy panels that are made in the U.S. There's been about a billion dollars of duties collected in previous solar cell tariff activities. Use those duties to support domestic manufacturing. Provide loan support or guarantees for U.S. suppliers. We've had the, the DOE loan program. That's, that's accessible. Subsidize the solar supply chain. It's not just the cells. It's not just the manufacturers. We've got to find cheap sources of glass and aluminum and back sheets and junction boxes. And provide assistance to the workforce and technology development. I had another idea, which is support combinations of solar, solar panel deployments that use battery storage. That way we can kind of get an advantage in the battery storage industry. Um, so there's a lot of things to do. Okay, so what's the ITC going to recommend? Well, the, the ITC, the International Trade Commission, has really been trying to figure out how to help U.S. solar cell and solar module manufacturers. But they have limited choices. They can't recommend anything that's going to require a new law because a new law is going to have to go through Congress. It's going to take forever. That's not their purview. They can recommend some new regulations that are implemented by executive order um, in which case, we're dependent on President Trump to pass these new solar-friendly regulations. I think that's kind of unlikely. Most likely, and this is what the ITC pretty much always does, is they have um, they, they basically have a structure in place where they basically implement tariffs or minimum prices. So that's what they're most likely to do. They're going to recommend some kind of tariff or minimum price. That's pretty much all I've seen as far as what the realistic recommendations are. Okay, so what's going to happen over the next year? How is this going to play out? Well, the next six months... Solar panel prices are going to continue to go up. Um, I think they're going to go up to by at least 40 cents a watt. Now, the impact is going to be most severe on the less expensive and the medium efficiency panels because on a wholesale basis, those things used to cost 40 cents a watt. You know, call it a 40 cents a watt times 300. It's $120 for an inexpensive panel. And those are enormous, you know, multiple container quantities. Um, By the time it gets through distribution, they're usually more like 200 bucks. So the, the impact's going to be biggest there. The high efficiency... Expensive panels, they're already kind of pricey. So, you know, if they're selling for a dollar a watt and it goes up to a dollar forty a watt, it's not, you know, it's still going to be substantial, but you're not going to see such big price increases. So, the most likely situation is sometime in the first quarter, this 40 cent a watt tariff on solar cells is going to be put in place. And then by the second quarter, manufacturers are going to say, all right, who wants to order at this new price? Let's start taking orders. Let's start shipping again. Prices are going to settle down, and there's going to be more source of supply sometime in the second quarter, April, May, June. I mean, that's a long time away. So, you know, there's no immediate relief for installers or customers or manufacturers. Now, what about the U.S. manufacturers of panels like Oxen, like Seraphim? You know, they make great product. Well, they don't get any immediate relief either. They still have to buy foreign cells. So they're going to kind of say, all right, do we want to buy cells right now? They're cheaper right now. They can get them FedExed in. You know, they just go on. You can fit a lot of solar cells on a pallet on a, on a plane. So they're probably going to buy a lot of product for their inventory over the next, you know, six to 12 months. It's kind of a good thing. Now, what about Solar World and Cineva? Well, I think they may try and restart their factories, but they're going to also raise their prices by at least 40 cents a watt. It's going to take a while for them to get things restarted. I think Solar World already announced that they're going to restart. Cineva's factory has kind of been in, in mothballs for a while, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Okay. That's over the next year. What's going to happen over the next four years? Well, tariffs are usually put in place for about four years. And historically, they don't work. 
they've almost never succeeded in rebuilding the U.S. industries that they've been trying to protect. And after four years, the tariffs are removed. Kind of going back, none of the Section 201 tariffs, that's the exact law that was applied here, have lasted for four years. The other thing is these tariffs are usually overturned by the World Trade Organization. The U.S. is a signatory to the World Trade Organization. And we get other countries saying, hey, you can't put a tariff in place. That's a violation of our regulations on the World Trade Organization. Now, in 2013, Georgetown University did a study of three of the U.S. trade cases that were very similar to this one under the Section 201 plan. None of the three industries that they studied achieved any sustainable competitiveness after these safeguards were terminated. In other words... Um, the U.S. manufacturers of solar cells and modules might do okay for a few years, but as soon as the tariffs are relaxed or removed by the, the World Trade Organization, these industries continue to suffer. So I think what's going to happen is that the solar panel prices, they're going to go up, um, and then sometime next year they'll stabilize. And then over the next two or three years after that, companies are going to find out ways to you know, find ways of, of delivering panels to the U.S. that are consistent with the trade laws. Um, but are going to be less expensive. So the prices are going to generally take about two or three years to kind of get down to where they are right now in 2017. But it's going to be a rough time. Prices go up for two or three years, but sales are going to go down. All right. And what's interesting is in the exact finding by the ITC, Canada and Singapore are not going to be subject to the tariffs. Canada's right over the the border. But they don't make any solar cells in Canada, so they're going to have to build solar plants there, solar cell plants there. Singapore manufactures solar cells, so everybody's going to be buying solar cells from the factories that are in Singapore, and we'll see what happens with that, and that that might be okay. And companies might start making solar modules in Singapore and ship them over here. That'd be fine. All right. Now, what are the foreign manufacturers doing? Well, they don't know what the price is going to be after November. They're not investing in U.S. factories right now because they don't know. They're not investing in their sales and marketing. At SPI a couple weeks ago, it was kind of quiet. They're not making any specialized products for the U.S. market because they don't want to invest. They're not shipping any products to the U.S. anymore because they don't know what the price is going to be when it gets here. So we'll see what happens, but everything's kind of on hold until sometime next year when President Trump finally makes his recommendation. All right, now what are the U.S. manufacturers doing? Companies like Aux and Seraphim, you know, they're, they're like gung-ho. Finally, we're getting some support, maybe. Well, they're all pretty much small companies. And as soon as this tariff case was announced in May, their phones started ringing off the hook because companies, you know, even mine, it was like, hey, do you guys, um, what are you planning on doing to be compliant with the tariffs that are going into place? Well, the, the thing is, they're small companies and their production's already pretty much sold out for six to 12 months. And it also takes them a while to get all the components. So they're getting very busy. They're ramping up production. They're buying solar cells where they can from overseas. And the things that they're buying right now are, are not subject to these big future tariffs. And I think they, their businesses are going to be booming, but they're not exactly sure what's going to happen next year. And you know, probably they're buying solar cells from Singapore because that's the, the best place to get them. So the, it's, it's actually good for these solar module manufacturers. But keep in mind that these solar module manufacturers in the U.S., unless they buy cells from Canada and Singapore, they're still going to have to pay a tariff on the cells that they buy. So they're not going to be able to buy cells from Taiwan or Malaysia or, or, or Thailand where they've been buying a lot of cells from. They're only going to be able to get it from basically Singapore until Canada ramps up in a year or two. Okay, so what happens in the residential industry when prices spike up? Well, I kind of went through this similar thing in 2004 to 2006. There was a big shortage of refined silicon, and that was what goes into solar cells. The prices, in the middle of May 2004, I remember this very explicitly, the prices suddenly spiked. We used to pay about $450 for each each little solar panel. These things were 165 watts or so. 
boom, the price immediately. One day I got a letter from both of my suppliers. It's about a week apart. They, the prices went from $450 for a panel up to $600. No, I had sold a lot of jobs based on that. So for, for a typical 30-panel solar installation, I suddenly had an extra $4,500 of cost to me. It really clobbered my profitability. We managed to stay in business. We kind of planned. A lot of other contractors went out of business because they just couldn't afford that loss. And contractors like mine that stayed in business, we often lost money on jobs because we had a contract with customers to do an installation and we had to meet our obligation on that contract. The manufacturers rationed panels. They, their supply went down. They couldn't get enough silicon to make enough solar panels. So we would order, say, you know, 500 panels or 1,000 panels for a month, and we would only get 500. So our jobs got stretched out waiting for panels. But we managed. And I think some contractors are going to be able to manage through this work. So how does that affect a solar contractor's business? Well, the sales slow down. So a solar contractor has to cut back on all their costs, on their staffing, on their sales and marketing, on their warehouses, on their offices. Companies that, have, that are big, that have high overhead, dependent on you know, regular sales, they just have to keep that machine going. Well, they don't have enough fuel for that machine. They don't have enough solar panels for that machine. So it's going to be challenging for companies, both large and small. I think the big ones, if they haven't locked in a really good source of supply, they're going to really be challenged. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think the small local guys that have other sources of businesses or, or really operate a lean operation or have really planned and prepared for this, they'll be okay. Now, what about the racking and the inverter manufacturers? What about distributors and companies that just sell solar deals? Well, the residential business, just like the rest of the solar industry, is going to slow down. I think Q4 of 2017 and Q1 and Q2 of 2018 are going to be a lot slower than expected. There's going to be fewer inverters sold. There's going to be less solar racking. There's going to be less overall sales volume. So, you know, everybody's going to have to prepare for this. And, you know, those manufacturers of what we call BOS or balance of system components like inverters and racking and, and junction boxes and things like that, they're going to have to cut back on production and they're going to have to cut back on all of their costs because their top line revenue is going to go down. It's just inevitable. All right. Well, that's kind of, I'm sorry, I'm not painting a really great picture, but you know, for, for solar customers, for homeowners who are looking for solar, it's not all doom and gloom. Because there are companies out there that have inventory, that have good prices. You know, they, they may be installing high-efficiency panels that, are gonna, that were always kind of expensive, and maybe that's what you want to get, so your hit's not going to be that big. And there's also contractors out there that have locked in a good source of supply for months and months and months because they knew this was coming. All right. Ironically, this is actually a terrific time to buy if you can find a contractor that has good prices, and some contractors are maintaining price because they have inventory and they want the business. And most importantly, finding a contractor that you confirm that has inventory that can get the installation done. And it's not going to say, all right, well, I'll come back to you in two months and see what I got. Um, so it's kind of the same old advice that I always give about finding a local contractor with good, re good references that's in, been in business for a lot of years. Now, what you should do as a homeowner is move fast to sign a contract with a guarantee on the prices that you're going to pay and a guarantee on the delivery time frame. And I would also get a guarantee on the exact solar panel you're going to get. Don't sign something just for, you know, a 20 panels, six kilowatts, because you don't know what you're going to get. So you want to actually, what you can also do is this is what I do is I go check with a contractor to make sure they actually have inventory. Watch out for companies that are just pure sales companies. They just sell systems and hire any old contractor to do the installation because they may not have inventory. Talk to your contractor, go visit their office and see how, how confident that they can be that you're going to actually get the solar panels you want when you want to get the installation. Look at your inventory. Okay. So in conclusion, the people in the solar industry, we call this the solar coaster. There's lots of ups and downs. The good news is that technology is stable and improving. It's getting better and better. Panels are getting better and better. 
The equipment is good. It's solid. It lasts for 25 years. Um, the economics are good now. The environmental benefits are strong. And the utilities keep raising their electric prices. So, you know, and, and by the way, their reliability keeps getting worse. So the tre- general trend is up and we can generate cheaper and cheaper electricity with rooftop solar. The solar industry is going to be here for 50 more years. So don't worry about that. There's just a little bit of a bump in the road. Okay. That's all the time we have on this week's energy show. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts.